Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 8. In this episode, we recap our field trip to my hometown of Sacramento. We got the juicy bits, including Eminem's Italian pop-up. We got another controversial sauce on you with special guest DJ You Know Who, a.k.a. Seattle's Connie Who. We try the Impossible Burger and much more. Episode 8, spaghetti, 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 spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holla, bitch, sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey, little pumplings. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Uh, what would you spend 10 racks on? Wait, for the listeners, will they know what Gucci gang is? Should we tell them what Gucci gang is real quick? Um, yes. I don't actually know what, is it fermented bean paste? Soy and chilies? Well, I have to double check. I just know it's delicious and it's one of the essentials for good Korean food. Yes, I do like it in my, is that Sam where you do the wraps? Yeah, Sam with a little accent over the A's for stylized points. <laughs> Whatever, we'll get more into that later, <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode eight. Even though we haven't eaten yet, we're very hungry. It's Dine Peace. It's Chava Dang over here. So my shout out for this week is going to go out to my homie, Montillo. Thank you, Montillo, for listening to our show, commenting on our IG and our SoundCloud. It makes me feel so good that someone from home is listening. We love hearing from you guys. And I know he likes to eat like most people. I mean, if you don't like to eat, you probably aren't my friend. Yeah. So um, thanks, Montillo. I'm still like full from everything that's been going on lately. All right, let's first talk about August Con or post Provolone When you're Con. in the Bay? Yeah, so uh, our friend put together this potluck and I had a hard time getting people to sign up for what they were going to bring because I like yeah. cohesive potlucks. And like a lot of your potlucks that go on these days, it's probably, you know, a private Facebook event page going on and you may or may not have active commenting from people here and there. And I think that was that was the, uh, the bottleneck this time. I was very excited to try Post Provolone's pasta, but I'm kind of bummed out because he said he wasn't happy about this batch. Yeah, I guess, should we rewind? I guess, first of all, uh, this is our good friend August, but for the purposes of this food podcast, he's going to go by Post Provolone. <laughs> um, he just celebrated living in the Bay, here in the Bay Area for a year, so shout out to you. And he just wanted to have us over to make some stuff. I met up with him pretty early at the Ferry Building Farmer's Market, and we went over to East Bay and just kind of cooked all day. It was pretty fun. I mean, I like hanging out in the kitchen all the time. And it was just kind of nice to do it in another space. Only lightweight, frustrating, just because, like, I know what I have in my kitchen. Yeah. And I don't know what he has. And also, he realizes what he's missing from the kitchen. <laughs> um, I love the subtle shots. And he, he's going to laugh so much when he hears it. <laughs> I mean, he admits it. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I, you know, I'm making a laundry list of things I yeah. need to buy. I think everything was homemade except for the chicharron. Yes, which were still amazing. Pretty good. Anyways, I like that uh, Nick just got him. He's like, somewhere in international. You know it's good if I got it somewhere in international. Because <laughs> it had some of the soggier bits, like of the meat. Yeah. And that's like the mark of, I think, a proper chicharron. Yeah, so August's mom gave him um, these like really <laughs> oh, cute. The, I forgot all about that. These like super cute. I guess they must have been like dinner party plates from like the 80s I thought maybe early 90s I don't even know if they're real plates they kind of look like paint palettes as well so so it looks like you're either gonna eat a buffet or do a Bob Ross painting so I I guess to describe them they were like transparent plastic rounded squares and then there's like a little hole which I assume in one of the corners where you would put your drink in I don't know but we tested it and nothing really fits (laughs) it they were like well we're like maybe a wine this and the beer is gonna fall but then I guess the wine we were like maybe maybe a thin stem of a wine glass would fit it was like a like a hooked little like hole or an opening for some kind of object that could fit there we were putting our thumbs through it and holding our plates like that it allowed us to kind of get leverage on our plates Shout out Mama Larson, thanks for the plates. Yeah, so I guess we could get into the food though. So uh, what did you make and bring? Uh, so I made jiao ga, which is uh, a Vietnamese porridge. Um, August didn't have a really big pot, so I, I really had to do slow and low. It reminded me a lot of Chinese joker kanji. Kanji. Yeah, yeah, it's always been joker it's all, me growing up. It's all the same thing. That comfort rice based yeah. stew. Lately, I've been what I've been doing with all things that I stew to make my own broth is I take off all the skin. Um, since the fat's already rendered and I've been frying it as a topping on anything. When you said stew, I thought you were first going to talk about the fact that you let it go slow and low due to your uh, Instant Pot, Instant Pot hatred. <sighs> Instant Pot. Didn't I have a recent Instant Pot thing that I didn't like? I think so. Oh, yeah. Someone made 
synagogue and Instant Pot. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did my pecan pie because I told August I like him as a friend. And he and he listened to the show and he was like, yeah, where's mine at then? I never got really fancy with my pie crust as far as like decorating, but I decided when I made the crust to uh, allow for some extra dough so I can make some little designs and. We did a, a braid. Almost, 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 almost a braid. A I, I ran out of dough, so I couldn't finish the braid. There are some photos of this on one of our social media accounts somewhere. We can throw it up, but I used yeah. a to for, to fill up the rest. I used a make. I think it was a maker's bottle cap. Yeah, that was before I got there, so a I maker's, just kind of saw the maker's bottle cap to cut out circles of the leftover dough, and then just finish the crust. Um, and then what I've been wanting to do is do a, a Drake on cake lyric. Um, so there's an, I, there's an IG account called Drake on Cake. And you can't submit anything, but you can definitely tag them. I don't know who this person is, but she or he makes all these cakes and pies, and there's always a Drake lyric on it. So I opted to go with I Like My Girls BBW. You made a lamb and eggplant dish. Yeah. Um, I kind of just made that with, up. With bootleg Fernet. Yeah, Fernet that I don't enjoy as much as normal Fernet that I just was kind of sitting but on is it, is it, what is it? It's not called Fernet then, right? Well, Fernet's the name of the beverage, but uh, oh. like Bronca is what makes the most popular Fernet. Got it. It was from okay. this Czech, like a Czech Republic brand called Jel Jeliner, Jeliner. And when I first bought the bottle, it was way too sweet and honey-like for me because the, the normal common one is a lot more herby, a lot more floral. Mm. And this one was just straight sweet. So it was hard to drink, and then I was eventually I'm like, I'm just gonna start cooking with it. And I was kind of, it kind of has the same color as like a red wine, so I was kind of treating it that way. And uh, yeah, I just did some ground lamb, some eggplant. Um, what else did I put in there? Uh, oh, um, Momofuku, the Sam sauce. Sam sauce, yeah, sam that, sauce. that kind of rendered down with the cheap fernet. And uh, it made a really nice, like, velvety sauce. Uh, it was red onion. Uh, a couple other random spices here and there. But yeah, just everyone likes eggplant. Well, everyone that I know likes eggplant. And then he also made a baby <laughs> baby corn lotte. My little, like, my little lotes. I mean, outside of like Asian cooking, what? Do, is there baby corn cooked in other, other uh, dishes? I, I haven't know. seen it enough, at least not here in the States. Um, you know, in Asian food, it's usually just in a stir fry or something. Kind of bland and it's really just there for texture. So for this, uh, I actually browned them beforehand in a pan to give them some color with some butter. Um, and instead of using normal mayonnaise, I used a Kewpie mayonnaise instead. The superior mayonnaise. The superior mayonnaise. Cat made a... Blueberry scones. Blueberry scone with a Devon shower cream, which I never had before. No, shout out to Cat. They were very moist, uh, not overly sweet, which that's usually why I don't like a lot of pastries when they're too sweet, but not dry, which most scones you'll have would dry too. Devonshire King was awesome. I'm just happy that our friends came together and, you know, didn't, like, make a cheap dish or, or buy something except for Hedge. <laughs> but she, she bought, she brought a really... She's cooked for us plenty of other times. She, she cool. brought us a bomb-ass cake, but, like, you know what, you know, like, sometimes you go to pot, like, you're just like, I'm going to bring chips and dip. Yeah. Do we even fully go into August's pasta? Um, the pork belly on there was fantastic. Uh, the greens in there were nice. The mix of kale and Swiss chard. I was kind of sad to miss out on him actually making the pasta. So um, you're just going to have to do it again. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, August. Yeah, and maybe we'll remember it if I don't make another uh, punch bowl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I made a, I made a whiskey-based punch bowl, and that's all I'll say about that. So that was um, post-provolone con, and then we, had, we also went to... Sack, What's sack, in my hometown? Sackcon, sackcation. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it, because um, you had a you had a work obligation. Yeah. So, um, Cuff and Sack had their two year anniversary. One of the first branches of the illustrious Cuff and All Things R and B party. And uh, what was so neat about it is, I mean, I've I've only played music either in Sack and once in L A. And um, it's just kind of interesting to see all the different, I guess, venues and crowds of people coming out. Because it, it was completely like 180. Of, of, of the Cuffin you're used to playing yeah, here in the yeah. city. Which I love that Cuffin chapter as well. Super fun. Um, and because I went with you guys, uh, I had basically had much my help. Much helps. Much helps. <laughs> no, because you were nervous before your set. I was very nervous. But it was more so like I was excited to eat some of the foods that you guys talk about all the time. Um, like gym boys. Oh. So on the way there, I rode up with Alan and uh, I smoked before going. 
and I was just thinking like, man, I really wish I had Cheez-Its on this uh, road trip. You know, road trip to Sacramento. That quick hour and some change road that's trip. A, that's a road trip to me. <laughs> and so Alan was like, oh, do you want to stop somewhere and get snacks? And I was like, all right, I don't know where we're at. <laughs> And he's like, oh, there's a Ranch 99. I was like, yes, pull over, take which, me there Which now. means you guys didn't get that far because that's just in Richmond. I, don't, yeah. I didn't have any sense of time. Yeah. <laughs> I somehow spent $30 on Asian snacks for our one hour and a half car ride. To be honest, I wouldn't expect anything less of you. So it was kind of cool. Alan was driving and I opened up, uh, we had shrimp chips, roasted chestnuts, and I don't know what else, but it was delicious. Then on the way there, uh, we're like, oh, we should get some dinner before actually Wait, getting to Oh, you guys that. did that too? Yeah, I got a gym boys. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I got getting, a, I'm remembering the timeline a little bit now. I know this was like four days ago. I got a gym boys before getting to SAC. And so thing about gym boys is Kat and I have this friend, um, Will. Sup, Will? Hi, Will. He, um, he texted us a picture a while back of, he's like, oh, I made my Jim Boys version tacos. He lives in San Diego now. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know. And then he was kind of like, Kat, you've never taken Ann to Jim Boys? I'm like, no, I've been to Sac- Sacramento one time in my life. And then for whatever reason, I opened up uh, the Jim Boys in Sac on Yelp. And then for maybe like a month after that, every time I opened up Yelp, it would open Save up- that page? Did it that, was saved on Jim Boys. It does that for me too, but like something, ran, something random that you'll look up and then proceed to look up other stuff after that. For some reason, it saves like that one other yeah. search. Jim Boys kept on popping. So that was it for you. Yeah, I don't know why, but so I knew like I had to have that. Um, in the day and a half I was there, I wasn't even there 20, for a full day. Twenty-four. Yeah, probably a little less. It was than less that. than twenty-four hours. I went to four taquerias. Well, yeah, if you're counting that first gym board. Yeah, I'm going to count that okay. in. Okay. Because that was already, you, you like, I was to, already starting my staycation. Yeah, you had to knock gym boys off your list. It is a Sacramento staple. Um, I think they're some of my favorite Americanized tacos. In 24 hours, we went to, I went to two bars, four taquerias, and two breweries. Uh, that I think that counts out. That tally maybe sounds correct. I was a blur to me as well, too. I was kind of playing tour guide, and uh, I just got caught up in making sure everyone was going to the right spots. And I really didn't uh, know what to expect, but I didn't. I didn't realize um, our our sack tour of food was going to be um, mainly Mexican food. Really? Um, I knew Jim Boys was on the on the bill, but I didn't know what else was going to happen. And I guess when I was kind of bestowed this responsibility to show you a little bit of my hometown, I had I knew you bestowed. guys were. I think you like so you you. Like, I just wanted to do it. <laughs> You've been dying to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to do it again. But it was like, I know I need you guys are only going to be here for maybe less than a day. Um, I need to take you to all the places that made me excited to go eat when I was growing up in this town. Yeah. And um, I think there's, uh, of course, plenty of other amazing options from other types of cuisine. But when I had to think about the things I miss when, I, when I'm not there, that's what the results you end up getting. And um, I mean, partially they were due to convenience as well because they all were very close to the breweries and drinking places we were going to. True, true. I know you really wanted to go to that one place with the, the beef hearts. Oh, oh, uh, chicken hearts. Oh, chicken hearts. Empress Tavern. That's across the street from Dive Bar where you play. So we're there. already at Dive Bar, and Jordan's like, "So you want to go across <laughs> the street?" I was like, "I can't ingest any more food." <laughs> Like, but the chimichurri on the chicken hearts is so good. I, was like, I can't do it. We're already at the bar. <laughs> like, yeah. Chavin wanted to leave and get food. Well, I mean, they were closing. That's why I was kind of giving that sense of urgency. But yeah. I just know I got to save it for another trip. That's fine. You know, I like Zach. It's cool. Yes. That, that made uh, Flan and Chavin very happy. They're, let's, they're let's, high-fiving now. I hope that got on mic. That was a great <laughs> high-five. Oh, uh, no, I love my hometown. He loves his hometown, too. We're glad we're out here, but the hometown will always be, you know, a soft place in our hearts. For sure. But not our chicken hearts, because we didn't get in this time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, on, on Saturday, I was very nervous, because I knew we still had to get back to Zac- uh, San Francisco, and I had a huge dinner planned, and I was yeah. like, I'm going to die. This I have so much Mexican food in yeah. here right now. Where, where did you, where, I know where you went, but where did you go again when you got back? So original plan was to go eat Hakka with a homie Singh visiting from Seattle. Shout out. And um, and actually, I never met him before. It was my first time meeting him, but we knew each other from like DJing music so from a, the cup and see. It was a blind homie date. Blind homie date, and he hit me up, and he's like, "Ann, tell me where to eat." Also. I want to eat with you. <laughs> and so I suggested, hey, do you 
want to eat wings? <laughs> and his, and if you listen to the show enough, you should already know what we're saying. And right he's now, like, right wait, are those the wings from the pod? I'm like, yes. He's like, yes, take me there. <laughs> and you already went early this week too, right? So this yeah, was twice this week? I think, yeah, this is my second HWP trip this week. Does, does Joke still have... us. Yeah, please do. We ask every show. Um, does Joke still have the record for three times in a week though? Uh, yeah, Joke has gone the most in a, in a week. He's got the leaderboard right now. Yeah, he's... Yeah, actually, the first time this week was with him. Yeah. And Flan. I think that was his third or fourth time this week, and then you kind of started your own cycle. Flan's gone twice with me this week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for calling you out. I don't think that's something to be ashamed of. So, I mean, bottom line, you know, we asked... What did he we, say? You we said, asked saying, we're like, so what's the verdict? Like, did it live up to the hype? And he's like, yeah, it did. Hey. Yeah, you had a very busy uh, weekend after that, right? Yeah, the last two Sundays I've been cooking with our hometown hero, T. David Fu. He's on uh, Top Chef this current season. Make sure you tune in. You can catch him on Thursdays. I think it's 8 p.m. on Bravo. Yep. Um, yeah, it's been really great. Like, I, I kind of take whatever chances I can to help out at Homies Pop-Ups because I feel like, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a learning experience. And, you know... Me spending my time in the kitchen is, its for me, it's not work. I really enjoy it. Um, I love getting my hands dirty and being around food and talking food with people. And especially, like, at these pop-ups, these people that are there are doing it because it is truly a labor of love. It's not a job for them. And so it's just kind of cool to be around people that um, share the same passion as I do. Um, and also, you know, getting to learn some tricks as well and... And just kind of getting getting a better sense of how a, a pop up could run and how smooth it could be. So this, you're taking you know this info back for your own as well, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it's he's such a cool guy. Like he's he's a sweet guy. I haven't met this guy yet. I can't wait to. He's so cool. Um, so yeah, uh, last night. Your guys' night, squad photos already look really epic enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm like good at like marketing for people's pop-ups because it's been like, hey, let's do a squad photo. I think I know. Also not for, only that, also for Trevor's like Ludo, yeah. I've been I've been in charge of all the social media stuff, so maybe that could be like <laughs> low, my- low key squad photo influencer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but no, I, I'm super excited about it. I want to go to one, or at least whenever he's doing one again soon. Um, you brought some of the leftovers over, and the couple dishes I've tried, even leftover, were insanely good. So he, um, after, so last night's um, dinner was going to be the last one of this current series. Um, if you follow him on uh, IG, he's a chef to David Fu, and he also has um, Hawker's, I'll have to go, I, we'll have to go back and... We'll, uh, put, it in, we'll, we'll put it in the description. In the description, but um, Hawker Fair, something like that, and his plan is to take that nationwide. Uh, he wants to have the rest of the U.S. be able to try his food. Nice. Especially in areas where like they're not super accessible to um, Asian food, and then just for him, like he's doing Vietnamese food like nobody else. Like nobody is doing food like this. I mean, likewise for you, I'd say. But that's the beautiful thing of it. It's such um, a simple type of cuisine that gives you so much room for interpretation and so many variables you can add to it that I think there's infinite possibilities within this realm. And even, yeah, just trying his leftovers now, it, it did taste like Vietnamese food I've never had before. Yeah. And no, likewise with even having yours. And like if Vietnamese food, it, there's so much complexity and, and it's just with the different regions, there's so many different kinds of um, dishes that, I mean, I've had obviously for my family, but like the public, they don't know. Mm-hmm. like. There's way more than pho and bun mi. Yeah. Like, way more. And just in general, Asian cuisines are getting bigger and bigger in this country, and it's a beautiful thing. I mean, the, you know, the current thing, people are saying, oh, you know, Filipino food's next, and I think it's great, because, you know, it'll slowly make its way down the line. And, you know, I can't wait till it's like Burmese food's turn, and Laos yeah. food, all that stuff. I can't wait. So good, so good. But um, I think he's, the next thing he has going on in SF is Valentine's um, Day dinner. He has a couple of pop-ups here and then. I think he's heavily um, part of the Koshon 555 as well. For, if you, for people who don't know, it's basically like a huge pork competition. Oh, I'm already a fan. I actually wasn't aware of it, but I'm already a fan. Yeah, now. Koshon 555 is dope. It's, um, I think it's like a it's a ticketed event. It's like, it, I don't know how much it is now, but the last time I went, it's like 120. But it's kind of an all-you-can-eat, and it's all these chefs that compete in pork. In the all pork, th- it's like Pork Olympics. <laughs> the Pork Olympics. And it's all, everything from all different types of pork. I mean, all different cuts of pork. Snap to tail. Yeah, snap to tail for sure. Oh, we got to check that out. So, yes, field yes. trip? 
Field trip. We always yeah. talk about a field trip every show, and I'm I'm just glad we're getting this big. I mean, we stuff. hang out all the time anyway, so what's the difference? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It is now time for the juicy bits. During this segment, we talk about food news around the world that you and your stomach needs to know about. So what do we got this week? All right, so our first topic today is somebody invented seedless avocados, and we have so many questions. I mean, I don't know if there's like so many. There's some. I have one question. Does it taste like Haas? <laughs> That's oh, all yeah. I care about. And the article, it's from Pop Sugar. I tried to comb the article as well. I don't think it really specifies like a, a parent breed or a parent variety. So it looks like a smooth cornichon. It looks kind of like a, yeah, like a cucumber. It looks like there's no craters on it like a normal, like a hoss, right? Like where it's black and bumpy when it's perfectly ripe. That's the creepy thing the article says that uh, it's all ripe and you can even eat the skin. It also looks like a pile of green jelly bellies. Yeah, so it's, uh, it comes from a British retailer called Mark and Spencer. Pit-free avocados. They're officially called cocktail avocados. The one question I would want to have, though, is can we get these stateside? Because I just want to try it for the culture. But they won't specify, like, where or the variety. They just say they're from Spain, which sounds very vague. So the packaging says, perfectly ripe cocktail avocados, stoneless snack avocados with a smooth, creamy texture. And and like I mentioned a second ago, like, the actual exterior of the, like, the actual avocado is smooth, and that kind of makes me uncomfortable. Like, I need my avocado to be bumpy. <laughs> I think I mentioned it before. Before, but outside of Haas, I had a family trip in Colombia and we had, um, you know, an add-on was avocados and we saw someone order that and it was like, I don't know, it was like an avocado the size of my face. Wow. And so uh, we were pretty stoked. We are like, damn, that was really cheap for such a giant avocado. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we ate it, it was very lack of flavor. It was just like a giant water like avocado it had no flavor and I mean like I think in general with a lot of produce I mean of course there are some exceptions but the bigger things are the more mild their flavors are it's usually the smaller things that have more flavor concentrated and compacted into them so because these are you know of course genetically modified maybe they wanted to get the specific size for uh, a reason I'm curious how much these cost so you um, so you were kind of questioning if we can get it stateside so it says uh, one of the lines here is I guess making guacamole is about to get a lot faster for the people in the UK man if these were there and I knew like when I was there a couple weeks ago. I would have. I would have tried it. I, I, I wouldn't mind spending my pounds on this just to see <laughs> to report back to you guys. Because I, I mean, every other time I've had another like commercial genetically modified food. I know there's maybe some people that are against it, but I think it's always fun. Um, growing up, we had those uh, sweeties, which are like those little orange tangerines made for kids. But mm-hmm. there's like they're easier to peel and there's no seeds. Is this not a cutie? Cutie sweetie? Oh, cutie sweetie. I don't know. They're. I got them. Why are you cat calling me right now? I'm not. I'm looking at my phone. I'm talking to my phone, not you. Sorry. (laughs) But uh, there's other... Have you had any other uh, genetically modified produce that you felt certain ways about? I forget the name of the farm that does it, but there's like these cotton candy... Grapes. Whoa. Pretty good. I, I think they make a couple other grapes too, but. Man, do uh, do uh, Jason and uh, Justin know about this? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> sugar, sugar and spun? Sugar and spun, cotton candy grapes. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of fruits are uh, hybrids, I guess. I mean, is, is, can we, is hybrid category included in this? I don't know. That's the interesting thing. Um, Because one of my other examples, you know, uh, Post Post Provolone and I are very into our uh, hot peppers. Yes. And, uh, you know, currently the hottest pepper in the world that's, or previously the hottest pepper in the world that's not natural was the Carolina Reaper. Mm -hmm. And that's a blend between a habanero and a ghost pepper. And uh, the guy that made it smoking Ed Curry out of North or South Carolina, I can't remember where, but he did the new Pepper X for the hot one sauce, and it's supposed to be even hotter than the Carolina Reaper, which we also had yesterday. We made Bobby try it. We've all tried it. I had a, I had like, we had it for Jason. I I had, I had one eighth of a drift. Yeah, but that's I guess technically a, a, you know, a genetically modified produce. Um, Shout out to the hot ones. Yeah, shout out to hot ones. Maybe, maybe uh, they'll notice us someday. (laughs) (laughs) But um, little, yeah, little, little, sit down, be hungry. Uh, No, the. Really good. This usually yields really cool results because it's always like people making something that they want that doesn't exist yet. Um, I don't know if these occur in nature or not, but um, the potluck we had at Methods Rooftop a while back, there were the I got those cucumber watermelons. 
Oh yeah, those are really cute. I don't. Those had to have been genetically modified. I might be wrong, but they just gave me that vibe like they were. Remember how uh, last episode we were talking about tindering and food and how guac is pretty up there? Yeah. So uh, this, is, this gonna, is this going to up your profile now that you're up on the trend with the seedless with the seedless guac? No, I'm just I'm just wondering like in the UK like is this like next level guac like? And it kind of like, looks like right because I got <laughs> cocktail avocado guac. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> seeds in my avocados. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, I did. Re- I did join an app, uh-huh. and I added fried chicken to my profile. <laughs> Has it yielded you? Uh, we don't have to. You don't have to say whether no. it's yielded you any results yet or it's not. It's all good. But yeah, I made sure that okay. it's front That's, and center. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to get duped. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm. I'm actually really excited about our next juicy bit, just because it makes so much sense. Gosh, what was the thing recently that he kind of did like a freestyle? Mr. Mr. Mathers. Mr. Mathers. Mr. Mathers. Marshall. Um, I forget. He did something. He did like a freestyle at some awards show opening, and it was oh for BET. And um, went viral. Went viral. He kind of has been under the radar for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he has a new album out, and uh, to help promote the album, and I think from some fundraising as well, right? Yeah. He had a um, a pop up in Detroit. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. I'm so hyped. This is so perfect. I only got to glance a couple of uh, people's like uh, reviews, I guess, or their Instagram mm-hmm. photo of it. Um, people are saying it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a simple spaghetti meatball, and then um, I guess an option was to have it in the sandwich, or is it? Yes, and I was really excited about this because <laughs> I, I was telling you, you like eating your vehicles. Yeah, I'm a big starch, <laughs> I'm a big starch on start kind of a person. Like you know, I'm a big potato on pizza kind of a person. Um, it's a con- thank you. It's a conceptual <laughs> texture thing where I think people don't overlook because traditionally you just want one starch or you just want one carb. But if you're gonna go that route, why not just load it up? So. And because it's Detroit and not here in the Bay Area, the prices look really affordable. Um, I think I saw that the lines were no longer that no more than an hour. So had it been here, it probably would have been like three or four hours. Oh, for sure. Because uh, sure. people like ma- to wait in lines here. Yeah. So it says the man himself. Oh, this article is from Vice, by the way, who um, creates some great content. Um, he was actually there signing autographs and do- doing all that as well too. I do wish he actually like stayed and actually scooped some of the spaghetti, but I guess it would it wouldn't have been really mom's spaghetti then. Because my mom would have had to have scooped it. But I think it's a great concept because if you think about what just makes spaghetti, it's a simple thing to do. But because people are nostalgic to the song and the lyric itself has kind of became a meme these days anyways, that I think he's embracing it and kind of, you know, just putting it out there. Like, okay, I understand that you guys are have turned it into something completely different than what kind of made this lyric what it was back in the early 2000s. And he's repurposing it and making it stay relevant and really fun because I saw this and I was just jealous that I couldn't be there. I mean, the prices are so good. The spaghetti was $5 with meatballs, $8. The skitty sandwich, $5. (laughs) And then pop and water, 3 bucks. And since Flan Reyes always does his job, I know I'm going to be talking over the instrumental right now. (laughs) He hasn't even done it yet, but I know he's going to do it right now. Or he's going to have put it on earlier. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. But overall, I think it's a great concept. I think he says he plans on doing more of them. So maybe, again, all these field trips, we got to go to the D. Maybe like when he goes on tour, he's going to have like a pop-up. Yo, it's next to the merch booth? Yeah, next to the merch booth. (laughs) That'd be... Yo, I mean, they're probably not going to listen to this, but they need to take note because that would be a great move. You could get it. You could eat it while you're waiting in line for merch. Oh, that's tight. That would be great. I think anytime you do these like hip-hop lyric... um, food marriages they're always really fun because it brings back the nostalgia of when that song came out i mean we're talking detroit um i believe jay dilla's relatives opened up a donut shop over there as well um things like that i talked earlier about the ludicrous chicken and beer thing in the atlanta airport uh nas has a chicken spot in la yeah, too i've been uh, wanting to try i think it's in brooklyn as well when i was there yeah, a couple yeah. years ago i walked by it didn't get to go in unfortunately um uh yeah overall if you're in hip-hop and you've loved food Help remind us, because we all like it, too. And your lyrics about it really make it fun. Our last juicy bit, also from Vice. uh, McDonald's in Finland and Sweden. Shout out to our listeners from Finland. Um, The McDonald's there are now serving up the McVegan burger. So I wonder... Like, why... Not why, but more like, is it due to lack of... 
meat being available because I mean especially in those Nordic uh, countries there's not good um, there is a lot of livestock though is there livestock yeah they're, they're livestock I'm thinking fresh food. veggies probably yeah, not an option, yeah so maybe that's the reason why I think maybe just a consumer demand uh, maybe what consu- uh, competitors are doing too uh, you know because I'll connect later we just ordered impossible burgers to see what the hype is all about from umami they've been out for a while but we've been wanting to try them yes so it's, I mean, it, it was only a matter of time before the bigger giants like McDonald's were like, hey, we want a piece of that patty as well. Or maybe not a patty, depending on whatever they put in it. Oh my gosh. My goal is just to make Fonray shake his head every time. <laughs> um, but it sounds like a pretty standard, standard, like, based classic burger. A hundred, 100% vegetable-based hamburger featuring soybean steak topped with vegan McFeast sauce, tomato, lettuce, and pickles. And yeah, it is only available in Sweden and Finland right now. I don't think it's going to be something that I am going to try. I would try it. I mean, the picture of it they post, it does look very fake. Um, <laughs> whereas the Impossible Let me see the it. Impossible Patty we just ordered, they make it look very real. I mean, it bleeds. Oh, that looks like ridiculous. Yeah. So if any of our listeners over there are able to try it, can you please tag us and let us know? Because I'm curious. Maybe more curious than Dine Pieces, but I'm into it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, for people that have been vegans for a long time or people that are just starting to, I'm just glad because they're getting options. I, I know you feel about vegans a certain way, but, you know. No, I'm, I'm cool with them. Oh, I just yeah. want to. You sound like it's a rival gang or something. It's not, <laughs> I just don't want to eat with them. Yeah. Or, well, we could be friends. We could drink alcohol, but we can't eat together. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take the other stance. I enjoy vegan food a lot just because, um, for me, it allows me to see imagination. Because, you know, they have these really heavy constraints that they have to work with. And often it yields them really, it yields really fun results. Um, shout out to, like, my friend Kevin, who's probably listening from San Diego. Uh, he recently became vegan. He's taken me so much good vegan food. Like, in San Diego, we've gone to some out here. I remember you talking about it. Yeah. And I just even had some really good vegan tacos yesterday in Oakland that you wouldn't even guess that you wouldn't even care what was in them because they're so tasty i know i'm i just haven't given it much of a shot i mean if i'm gonna spend that x amount of dollars yeah especially spending those euros in uh the nordic countries are a little more actually i think they might even use extra other currency as well too i did recently so friends were in town and they asked for some sushi restaurants Mm -hmm. and i gave them she's a vegan sushi i still haven't tried that yet either which it's pretty damn good. See, you don't you don't uh, miss you're not you're not missing fish at all when you're eating the quote unquote nigiris. Yeah, I think if you can you know finesse your umami enough, yeah, you know it'll do its job. But I just think it's very interesting that such a major corporate global player in the food industry is finally taking note and like making a step towards it where maybe other ones haven't yet. It's that time. What time it is? It's that time <laughs> for the most controversial bit on this podcast. It's called Saucin' On You. We named three food items that are kind of related, and you've got to pick one to never have again. And we've got a special guest this time. Via our homie Sang and uh, Eddie, I got to meet Connie Who. Who? What's up? No, sorry. That's probably, that probably has <laughs> happened so often that that wasn't even... Oh, uh, my, my bad. It's all good. <laughs> I'm used to it. I bet. Yeah, so Connie is uh, here visiting SF uh, from Seattle. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. By day, event planner. By night, music extraordinaire. Hey. <laughs> Disc jockey? Disc D- jockey? DJ? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was just trying to add some variety to the phrase. Hit me up, DJ You Know Who. Or do you put out mixes or? Yes. So I actually dropped my um, first mix back in March. Nice. It's called Thank you. It's called Milk and Honey. So that's on SoundCloud. Um, and then my name is spelled a certain way. So it's not um, like spelled out you know who. It's U N O H U. We'll get it yeah. for the listeners in the description. <laughs> At first I was like, Uno who? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why the periods are there to yeah. separate it a little. Got it. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, how do you feel about breakfast foods? Okay, well, that's the theme we have for the segment today. Um, I'll go ahead and name the three items and uh, let me know how you feel about them. All right. So for this edition, the three items are waffles, pancakes, or French toast. Wow. So yeah, we'll start with our guests. Okay. How do you feel, Connie? Man. Okay. So oddly enough, I love Eggos. Mm-hmm. So those are waffles. So 
that's pretty up there. Pancakes, pancakes I, I can do without because it's really difficult to make it well, okay. and I haven't had the best Answer right cake. off the top. You're not even going to touch French toast, huh? Is French <laughs> no, toast a definite in? It's so in. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's... Um, not only does my sister make great French toast, but I've had better French toast experiences and waffle experiences. Versus your pancake experiences. Yes. Okay. So. There, that's where you say, okay. I guess we got to move to a dime piece. I like waffles. I do like waffles. Uh, I like Belgian waffles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, pancakes. I really like banana macadamia nut pancakes. Also, one of my favorites back home was uh, Uncle Bill's, and it was a buckwheat pancake that Ooh. I love. Uh, Sounds healthy, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was probably the only healthy-ish thing mm. on my plate. Um, so French toast is going to go for me. Mm. <gasps> Crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no need you. to. Apologize. Yeah, sorry. This, so you know, this this segment can't end friendships. This one just started, so it's most likely not going to happen. But it, this segment can't end friendships. Um, I mean, I've never had a French toast that like blew my mind. Mm. So I think that's why. And I do agree with you. It's it is hard to make a good pancake, mm-hmm. but when I when it's a good one, to me, it's really good for sure. And also, like God, we have plow here with the lemon ricotta pancakes, oh, and those yeah. are fire. Um, this last Japan trip, I had like this uh, the thick, fluffy ones. They were super light mm-hmm. and airy. That's pretty good. Um, I think also because I like the little like I had a, a latte with like. They made like a cute like bear out of foam. I don't know. <laughs> it was pretty cute. But um, Latte art's pretty serious. Latte art's pretty serious. But yeah, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I might get rid of waffles now. You gonna change your, you're going to change your... <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to switch gonna, it. Is this going to be a first? Oh, a sit down, be hungry first? Yeah. Wow. Changing okay, the I'm going to get rid right of waffles because I, I like Belgian waffles, but it's not, it's not ever like, oh my God, I need that waffle, yeah. you know? Like even at chicken uh, Roscoe's, I don't even get the waffles there. Mm. So okay, I changed my mind. It's gonna be waffles. Wow, waffle. Oh, I th- maybe a shocker. Well, I actually had waffles in Belgium, uh-huh. and they oh. were fire. So oh. that kind of contributes to my yeah. I don't know. Love. For I don't it. know. Okay, I'm gonna teeter. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give a final answer before we end. <laughs> okay. Are you waiting for me first? Yeah. Okay. Not that it's gonna. I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah, I don't I, think I, I'm gonna sway your opinion. You're not gonna sway my opinion. I just need to sit on this a little more. Okay. But actually, once you said ricotta, I just remembered I had fire ricotta <laughs> pancakes in New York. So. But those were really the only pancakes that ever blew my mind. I was actually gonna drop French toast. Wow. Uh, again, just because it's less common. Um, for one, I'm not much of a breakfast nor brunch person. As much as I love those meals, I just don't have them enough to where I like have a lot of affection towards, not affection, but- Your experiences, I guess? Yeah, I, I don't have them as often, even though I love them every time I do do them. Um, and usually when I go for brunch or breakfast too, I'm rather gonna go most likely for savory uh, than sweet. Although when it comes to waffles, I'm more of a fan of a smaller cube, like a smaller press than a larger one, because then the pockets become too vast. I need like good ratio and distribution for my syrup. So I'm more of a fan when it's a smaller press. You like smaller press, okay. Yeah. Um, like more, the ones we had more, at Los the Pie Queen recently. More edges. Yeah, more surface. Because I've had more great waffles and pancakes just around all the time, I would have to drop French toast because I've I've had it less often. And when you have a bad one, it's just a it's just a sog, soggy soggy mess. The solution for you wanting savory for breakfast is table pancakes, table French toast table waffle for the sh- for everyone to share on the table oh everyone gets the bite family mm. style breakfast family mm. style family why does no one do this enough we need to have this happen more often you haven't eaten breakfast enough with me that's what i do <laughs> yeah because i'm we're usually out too late and i'm sleeping <laughs> till like noon anyways i have i have to have a savory breakfast but i want i want a little bit of the sweet a little yeah. i'm down too but yeah i said usually no one's ever down so table pancakes Okay. Table whatever. Yeah, yeah. Table everything. To share. No, yeah. Again, I love all three items. The thing about waffles and pancakes, they usually come pre-syruped or pre-dressed, whereas French toast already comes usually. Dr- oh, I guess that can come dry sometimes too. It's but, dry, but it's already like sometimes it's usually a little sweetened already, or at least yeah. flavored. And, and it's the only thing already made out of something. Like you already have to start with bread when you're doing it. True. The other two are made with dough or, or with batter for this. So I guess also that kind of comes through in the way the dish is finished too, because maybe just in a weird way, waffles and pancakes kind of do come out more fresh feeling because the batter was made on spot. And also there's a day a year you can get them for free. There's no free waffle day. There's no free waffle day. Is there free French toast day? There's not. That's and there's a free pancake day. That's why I'm keeping it as well. So well, maybe you just don't know about the free. If I don't know, someone got to tell. Someone better tell us then. (laughs) French toast. Blow up the spots. 
I'm going to go with my original and get rid of French toast. Okay, so now you're back on my team. <laughs> but <laughs> we could just table all of these. Yeah, and enjoy, even make a sandwich of all three. Well, for me, I think it's more so like a crunchy thing, you know, like waffles. Toast can be crunchy. Yeah, you're but right. But pancakes can't, you know? <laughs> you're also usually eating them like with bacon, though. I'll just get my crunch elsewhere. And get my get my two desired textures from two different places, and I'm also given the pork flavor and the. I've been pancakes with bacon. Bacon, I don't think. Oh man, you got to do the sweet. The sweet salty is. Oh, I is the sweet, sweet salty. But then again, I don't know. If we're talking, if we're being pure here, and we're talking just the, the 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 dough or the breading itself, with syrup, then. Bye, French yeah, toast. Sorry, guys. Uh, thank you to our guest. Um, look up her mixes on SoundCloud. We'll post the info in the description. And, and even if you just get to meet Connie, she's cool as fuck. Thanks, girl. <laughs> girl power. Yeah. Let, let us know how you feel, too. Comment anywhere you see us post about it. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks. So since this is episode eight, we just ate. <laughs> Yo, it lived up to the hype, I say. Yeah, I'm down with the Impossible Burger. We did a adult flight is what you called it. Big boy, big boy burger flight? Big boy burger flight. Of umami burgers? I'm very full right now. <laughs> um, we did three burgers. One was only Impossible and two were other. Yeah, other so the Impossible types. kind of came like... Uh, in and out California style, like a like a creamy Thousand Islandy type sauce, two slices of cheese. I don't know if there's a vegan cheese or not, but you know, standard drive-in style burger. Pretty we, sad we didn't get the little Impossible flag. Yeah, I'll Photoshop it on our picture <laughs> later. So if you see it, just shh, it was fake, like the meat was. Um, <laughs> or, we also or got lack of meat because yeah. actually, because like when I tried to order it, I wanted um, with their one of their specialty burgers, but with the Impossible meat, or. Patty. patty and they were like well we technically can't do that because then that's you're buying a burger and you're not getting a, a burger. burger so well tell them that one was cool but it wasn't as good we got the uber eats exclusive one yeah uh, what was on it it was a fried bread uh, tempura avocado and that's just kind of took over the burger it and washed it out yeah. it washed it out the patty didn't taste like it was seasoned at all it was just you know, that avocado butteriness around. But it wasn't even, like, a really flavorful uh, yeah. avocado. So. This was my first time having umami in a couple years, and I feel like the quality has maybe changed a little bit. I don't know if better or for worse, but it feels different than when I last had I'm it. I'm sad. There's no more smushed potatoes. That was my Those favorite. Yeah, that, with the, that with the garlic aioli was my vibe. Yes, that's really good. Um, but, no, the, they, they treat the Impossible Patty very well. Um, out of the three, bur we also got, like, a standard Hatch Chili Burger they do as well with the normal beef patty. So out of the three, we got two had beef in them, and the one that was the impossible one. I think we can all agree it tasted the best. I definitely like the impossible burger uh, most of the three. So we all tasted the impossible first and um, I just grabbed a piece of the patty and it was it was pretty close. It was so crazy looking because it really did look like it was a little bloody. And when I pulled it away like it snapped like muscle texture would. So it was it was quite tasty. I did not miss meat at all. I, I in my mind ate a burger, a beef burger. Yeah. You guys can Google what it's all about but pretty much it's it's a revolutionary plant-based patty where they kind of I think it's soy based they grow it and it yeah like you said it bleeds and it tears away like muscle texture so I can I understand like you know for someone who became a vegetarian later in life and you know could miss the burger because it's very close yeah. it, it's pretty spot I mean, on I mean I don't need a lot of burgers to begin with I only maybe have like one or two a month this one would, suffi would suffice. But I'm curious to know, like, the people that have never eaten beef before, oh. if they eat that, like... It, it's going to give them... I think it's going to give them a pretty good idea of what they're getting... What they would be getting into if they did. It was really close. Like, would that would that make some vegetarians become not vegetarian anymore? No, nah, because they would just get that. True, true. Like, if you had... If or it, they're like, this is the window to my potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? I think to everybody... meat tension. <laughs> meat tension. <laughs> Even I'm bad at puns. You're reaching a little bit for that one. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's all good. But um, yeah, we're a little bit late to the party. The Impossible Patty's been out for a while. Google to see what's it about. Um, and if you're curious, go scope one out yourself. They kind of show online where you can get it at. Yeah, so thank you for listening to episode eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get our thank yous, I guess, um, what are you getting into coming up? Um, so Christmas is coming up. I'm not going to go home this year um, because... You did Thanksgiving. I went home for Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, I really... I have a lot of work stuff going on. And so I, I'm truly off for just a couple days. So it's not worth the trip for me to go to L.A. 
Um, but my mom did call me yesterday or two days ago to ask me for my pecan pie recipe. And I was like, what? You're going to make it? And, and it's, you know, hey, it's pretty good. You know what's funny is like she, the only reason why she's making it. So we did a house remodel and she found the bag of pecans. And so she's like, wait, wait, found, are they still good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. She, my mom's a hoarder. She just buys a lot of stuff. So she was like, oh, I found a bag of pecans. And I still have the ingredients from when I made it this last trip. And so knowing my mom, I was like, if she wanted a pecan pie and she had to go out and buy a bag of pecans, she probably would second guess that because she's yeah. like, fuck no, this is expensive. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, like we covered in our other show. So because she already has a bag, she's Sports more... Sports cars of nuts. <laughs> she's more inclined to make it because she's like, I already have it. It's like free pecans. Yeah. Free con? Free cons. <laughs> <laughs> your free con. And so she's going to make a pecan pie. But anyways... I'm not going home for Christmas this year. I'm technically an, uh, an orphan this year, so if any of you people out there have an extra seat and would like Dime Piece to join, holla. Yeah. Slide through the DMs. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you got some stuff possibly lined up, but if you wanted yeah, to come to... Yeah, I mean, me and Hedge of Big Bad Wolf, we talk, we both aren't, we're both not going to LA, and we, we talked about maybe doing a hike and a, yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. and, and um, heavily, heavily talked about getting hot pot. So we'll see. But if anyone out there has maybe two seats there you for go. some female females who like to eat. That are badasses. Badass females who like to eat. Invite us. Like I was saying, like if we had room, which we might, you can come to SAC. But uh, I'm going to Sacramento again, even though we were just there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like to share with the folks of what my family does, um, because American Christmas food is very similar to Thanksgiving food, Luckily, my Chinese-American family realized that kind of early in my childhood. And we're like, because it's so close to Thanksgiving-type food, how about our tradition is just to have no tradition? So what my family does is every Christmas, we um, select kind of a cool food item we want to have on Christmas morning. And the only rule is it can't be the same as the previous year, and it's got to be, like, out there. So in past years, we've done, like, euros. Like, my mom's bought euro meat, and we've sliced it up and put it in pitas. Nice. We've done, like, personal pizzas. Uh, we've done um, crepes. We've done a mashed potato bar. We've even done chicken waffles one year where we got, because they're closed on Christmas Day, we got Popeyes prior and made <laughs> waffles the day of. So that's we had chicken cool. and waffles. So that's one of my favorite things to do with my family every year is that our Christmas food tradition is to have no tradition. And this. Who's, um, who started that? Uh, it's. I, I was really young, like maybe, I don't know, nine or ten, where it kind of just became a thing because for my family, I think when I was really young, the Christmas morning tradition was just to have like breakfast food and, you know, sausage, you know, bacon, eggs. It gets kind of boring year after year. And you, and when I was that much younger, you just want to get to the gifts. So now I'm kind of more excited about the food and I have been for a few years now because we always get to come up with something fun and different to do. Um, usually my mom kind of heavily consults me of what we should do, hence why we've had like euros and chicken and waffles in the past uh-huh. at like 10 a.m. on Christmas morning. <laughs> I love it. Um, this year she kind of gave me full control and uh, inspired from a lot of my recent UK trips, um, I intend to do uh, full English breakfast. Okay, what does we, that entail? So even though we've had American breakfast food in the past, even though we've had breakfast food in the past, you know, English breakfast... Um, it's technically called like a fry up. It's a lot like an American breakfast with just a couple more accoutrements added. Okay. So it's bacon, but instead of like really skinny, crispy bacon like we have here, it's a little thicker, more like a pork loin, and kind of still has that flavor. So it's kind of really called streaky bacon. Okay. Thicker, not as crispy by design. Now that I've had like a couple like legit ones over there, I kind of know what I'm aiming for. Okay. Um, black pudding, which is blood sausage, mm-hmm. which of course is sub mm-hmm. for not blood yeah. sausage here. So I'm going to have to go try to find that at a butcher shop because I'm going to do all the cooking this year. Uh-huh. Um, potatoes of some sort. So I'm just going to make hash browns. And then because it's called a fry up, just a lot of random stuff pretty much thrown onto a griddle. Traditionally, tomatoes, mushrooms, and then um, baked beans. Okay. So it's it's an American style breakfast. Oh, with eggs as well, and like some kind of bread. And you can you can usually just be toast. So it's American breakfast with a bunch more cool stuff to make it more exciting. Yes. And uh, it, it kind of converted me since I used to be kind of meh about breakfast food. And uh, this was one of those things where I was like, this is it's made it, this meal a lot more enticing to me. Shout out to all the parents I met this past year. Oh yeah, speaking about family. Zach. Hi, Mama Day, and I met little little Chiva Day's sister. Yeah. <laughs> She listens too. She's gonna be all Mich- blushing Mich- and stuff. Uh, Michaela? Should I put her name on? Yeah, it's Michaela. Hi, Michaela. 
She's like, you're embarrassed. Dime piece, you're embarrassing me in front of all my San Jose State friends. <laughs> Whatever. She's going to get more friends now. Hey, yeah, uh, so street cred, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, she she got she tried she ordered that lingua breakfast burrito because of you. Yes. Yeah, yes. that was I love that you met her like in the morning and that was the first thing she said to you. Yes, that was <laughs> great. Um, oh, you met uh, Mama Provolone. I met Mama. no 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 Papa Provolone. I want Papa Pro- <laughs> Papa Prove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big yeah. He, he said uh, I can come over again as long as I bring yeah. pecan pie. Because <laughs> August probably told him. Yeah. 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 But then after, I mean, the holidays seem like they're going to be quite busy for both of us, but whatever else we get into. But uh, the party doesn't stop there. No, I mean, we're rearing in um, end of the year. There's a lot of parties going on. But, uh, but, but there's, there's this one party. There's this one party. If you don't already have tickets, which most of you should. Uh, Big Bad Wolf with Hedge. So this year, it's, uh, it's me, Hedge. Uh, Jen, they can see Cam, the picture on Instagram. Cam and Anne. Um, if you go to any of our Instagrams, you can see um, a, photo, a, ban- band photo. A, a band photo. A, a, a band photo of us uh, as uh, straight out of Compton, thanks to our resident photo, uh, graphic designer, <laughs> Chava Ding, aka Yijor. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have a New Year's party. Um, it's above Farmhouse in the Mission. 710 Florida Street in San Francisco. Yeah, so... I will be there as well. Visit the Big Bad Wolf um, website uh, uh, via uh, Splash That to get your tickets. BigBadWolfSF.com. I think, um, I think we're on our second to last round of tickets. So the longer you wait, the more expensive it is. But basically, you know, New Year's, New Year's Eve, fuck dressing up, fuck getting in lines. Like, I think it's like under 60 bucks for this event. Um, we're going to make amazing food. The menu's on the website. A sample menu's on the website. Sample menu's on the website. We're going to have an oyster bar, a lot of... Uh, That's kind of like, what sold me enough. Yeah, honestly. canapes, like grilled cheese, like uh, braised short rib croquettes, like nonstop. And you, then we have you know a, we don't play. We don't um, play. The uh, drinks are available to purchase through the website. And then we have uh, One Way and uh, Basic DJing with us for New Year's. So, hey. yeah. Um, if you don't have plans for New Year's, um, definitely hit up the site and then get your tickets. And uh, it's going on till 2 a.m. And then um, if you uh, have room at your dinner table, don't forget to invite me to Christmas because I'm an orphan this year. <laughs> um, I was going to say also, there? well, also on New Year's for my hometown listeners, um, if you're in Sacramento, uh, one of my former design clients, Track 7 Brewing, they're also doing um, a New Year's party as well. But it's earlier, so I'm actually going to do a double header if anyone wants to do the most and uh, run across the freeway like I am. Uh, shout out to our good company homies, our producer Flan Reyes, um, Drewski, and Sush. They're going to be throwing it down at the brewery, at the Natomas location. Um, I think that ends at 8 or 9. So right after that ends, I'm going to dip to the Big Bad Wolf thing. Yeah. So I've got a very busy New Year's lined up already. And if anyone's down to do the, uh, the double header like I am, let's caravan, man. Let's caravan, fam. <laughs> so again, always thank you for listening to our show. Um, Love you we, guys. We definitely appreciate the feedback that we get. Uh, follow us on IG, SoundCloud. Tag any of the hashtags. What's I, for lunch today? Yes. WFL. What's, what's for lunch today? WFL two D. Yeah, WFL yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you're eating. And then, uh, yeah, follow us on iTunes. Hit like and subscribe. Yes. Happy holidays, and we'll see you back in the new year. Go to John. Go to John. Go to John. Go to John. Yes. <laughs> Why are you cat calling me right now? <laughs> I'm not. I'm looking at my phone. I'm talking to my phone, not you. Sorry. <laughs>